Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Aaron, and we're really excited to have Kim Roberts here with us. Kim is the executive director of the Raleigh Tennis Association, and she is here to tell us about a new tennis initiative. So first, Kim, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Well, thank you, ladies, for having me. Can you start off and tell us a little bit about your tennis background? Sure. Uh, I started playing tennis actually in 2015. I grew up playing racquetball. So after my mom passed, I decided I got to do something. So I hit the courts, got an instructor and never looked back. And uh, unfortunately, my husband is having to deal with my OTD, obsessive tennis disorder. (laughs) If you can't tell. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I started in 2015 and haven't looked back. I know those racquetball players. So what what's your rating right now? I'm barely hanging on to a 3-0. Are you? <laughs> I know. That's fantastic. Okay. It is yeah. great. That's that's is actually it, yes. is it ladies. Is yes. it really? You know why? It is. it is. Because you can play 3-0, you can play 3-5. That's the sweet spot I think we figured out, right, Carolyn? Yes. 4-0, you don't nobody wants you to play 4-5. So if you're at a 4-0, you, you're like, that's it. You're, you know, unless you've played in college and high school and everything else, people don't want you on their team. So three Oh three five. That is the sweet spot. I think. Well, that's nice for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just so our listeners know, Kim's background where she's sitting in her house right now has a bunch of rackets on the wall. It's like a amazing craft, you know, like all kinds of tennis rackets on a very cool blue wall. So yeah, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. If anybody wants the paint color, I'll be glad to share. Okay. (laughs) It's a great Navy. So tell us about this new initiative. I think this is so cool. Um, When I found out about it, I'm sure there's technology involved and all kinds of stuff, but, but give us the the background on the new initiative. Um, So the new initiative is the tennis lending lockers. And so since May is national tennis month, uh, we're, Starting a pilot program, I have purchased three lockers. Uh, Our junior council members will come out next week, and we're going to spray paint them green and put the signage on them. And we're going to put them at various tennis courts, uh, public courts, uh, for anyone to get out there, grab a racket, a can of balls, and go out and hit. Um, We received a generous donation from Omega, and I'm sorry that they're closing, but we did receive rackets from them. I'm also going to be uh, putting recycle bins, uh, recycle rackets, bins at various clubs like RRC, uh, North Hills, uh, even at Millbrook. So if anyone wants to donate their old used rackets, we will certainly put them to great use. And our junior council will continue to replenish those lockers on a monthly basis to make sure uh, there's always a racket and cannonballs in the locker. So I think we're going to start out with four to five rackets uh, per locker. And if this is a success, we will continue to buy the lockers and put them on uh, more courts just to give everybody a chance to play. I think sometimes tennis is perceived as sort of a rich man sport uh, because as we know, rackets, you know, are not that cheap. (laughs) I mean, it just depends on which one you purchase. So if anyone wants to take the racket, take the racket, we'll replenish it. Uh, you know, I'm not too concerned about someone stealing a racket. Take it. Nice. Uh, we will always replenish it. Uh, but we just want to give everybody the opportunity to play. I think that's amazing. So tell me, there's a QR code involved, right? So mm-hmm. will they will the locker unlock, or is this just like a checkout system? It's unlocked. It's unlocked. We okay. will um, fix them to the fence 
uh, by the gate and the lockers will be always unlocked. Uh, the QR code goes to our website. If they're looking for more talk tennis uh. opportunities, like if they want instruction, they can sign up for a tri tennis clinic. If they want, you know, more clinic setting, if they want to work on their serve, we're going to be bringing out more uh, clinics uh, to assist folks with tennis. That's great. I think one of the things that makes me excited about this, number one, it just brings it to anyone that wants to get out there and play. And number two, there's been a lot of talk of of um, tennis courts are empty, so we're going to turn them into pickleball courts. Right. And I think what's so exciting about this program, and I think it should be introduced, I, I'm, I'm sure you're part of like a CTA group where you talk to other CTAs, not only around our area, but like maybe nationwide. This is so smart because sometimes the courts are empty because of exactly what you said, someone doesn't have a racket, they might want to go out there, they might even just hang out at a tennis court, because it's in their local park. But if they had a racket to pick up, and, you know, I mean, you get addicted, what'd you just call it? You have OC, OTD, OTD, tennis disorder, (laughs) I swear, everybody that that picks up a racket and hits a ball gets that. Honestly, right. whether it's and a so kid if, or an adult. Yeah. If you want to grab a racket and just hit the ball, hit the wall. Yes. Or if you have friends, they can all grab rackets and just get out and hit. Yes. Yes. Um, and that's, that's what it's there for. Um, I also started a uh, group chat uh, of all CTAs in North Carolina. So we're communicating with one another and promoting each other's programs. And so we are um, sending this out to them as well. And I can send them the information of where to get the lockers, um, Amazon. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you go to these lending libraries and neighborhoods and you see these really cute uh, structures where you can go out and pick out a book. This is not that. <laughs> That's okay. But it, it's a tennis lending service, which it's I, a tennis I, told, lending service. I told someone about it yesterday and they said exactly that. They said, oh my gosh, that's like when you walk in someone's neighborhood and there's this cute little, you know, library and you can grab a new book. And she was like, that is so amazing for tennis. Yeah. Yeah. I, we have six of them in our neighborhood. That's great. Uh, so why not recycle the rackets? Uh, I have several rackets I can give up. Uh, why not? I, I know a lot of the clubs have rackets laying around. Um, and how many tennis rackets does one need? Right. People like to collect them. They People get new rackets all the time, but then they don't know what to do with their old ones. And they probably are just sitting in a closet. So, right. Can we also start a shoe donation service? Because <laughs> that's the one thing I'm like, I have so many tennis shoes but um, I don't think anyone wants some stinky tennis shoes sitting in a locker, you know, but but maybe a, another pilot program for the future. Well, it's funny you say that um, when since I came from Eno CTA uh, in our turkey trot tournament, we would always have a clothing shoe tennis gear exchange. So everybody would just bring their gear and people could just go through and pick out what they want. Literally, one lady walked away with four pairs of shoes. Yeah. Last time. My other question is, how did you come up with this program? I'm just so amazed by it. So what, I'm not the, the first idea? to come up with it. Okay. Yeah, this is, other states have done this. Uh, we are the only one in North Carolina providing this service at this time. But I believe it was Arkansas uh, that might have started it. Um, so I saw... And they actually made their locker. It was so cute. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, my goodness, grabbing that, going with it. Yeah. Uh, never looking back. How about kids' rackets, too? I'm assuming you're going to try to do We're going to have junior yeah. rackets in there, too. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So it's open up to the whole family. That's great. 
Kim, can you tell us about some other, I know I've been getting emails from you. Um, I know you're, you're a new executive director to our area, but I feel like there's just some cool new programs coming in. And I was telling Carolyn before we started recording that if I had these types of opportunities, I think I would have even played more tennis as a beginner. But like Carolyn said, it is sometimes um, intimidating. And we've had people reach out to us because we have this podcast and say, how can I play more tennis? I, I don't necessarily want to play leagues anymore. I want to play more social. It sounds like you are bringing a lot of social programs to the area. So can you talk about some of those? Again, sure. hoping that some of these programs could be integrated, you know, elsewhere around the country. Definitely. Well, coming from, you know, CTA, where we did nothing but social programming, I'm trying to bring those over to Raleigh, like Ladies Lunch League. Those courts are empty Fridays at one o'clock. That is a perfect time to get out there and play. Uh, So I would love to bring Ladies Lunch League to Raleigh Tennis Association. A couple of the others would be, we currently have the Rusty Rackets uh, program, which is for those folks who haven't played in a while, have been on hiatus, but want to get back into it, but not in such a competitive setting. That is a, a program that we uh, we provide. We also provide Y'all League, uh, which is for the 30-something uh, and under uh, for them to get out, socialize, uh, get out and hit, play a little, maybe have a beer afterwards. Um, another thing we'll be bringing out this fall is the Sip and Serve. So that will be, uh, again, uh, open to all ages, get out there, hit, play maybe a fast four, uh, round robin, and then hit the local brewery for some tasty brews. Um, that's something that we provided at Eno was game set beer. So we could definitely bring that over too, just to bring more socialness uh, into tennis. We also provide the try tennis platform for those beginners who haven't held a tennis racket. So for $40, they get a free racket, a tennis towel, and six hours of instruction. Um, there's a pathway for them. There's try tennis, try play, try match. And actually, uh, in two weeks, we're going to have our first rookie, uh, Raleigh rookies tournament, which is for all of those try tennis participants who have graduated from the program to come out for their first tournament. Ooh, they're going to catch the bug bad. Oh, oh yeah. Fun. That sounds great. I know. It's fun. Yeah. Right, Carolyn? If we had had this early on, the only thing I did as a 2-5 when I first started was I started playing, you know, I, I actually did like a women's lunch league, but it was just like eight of us that we would literally go out at lunchtime, you know, and hit at our club. But that was, you know, in our club, it wasn't, you know, a big group of strangers. It was kind of people that we, we got to know, you know, knew within our club. But um, the other thing I did was like, some sort of ladder league or something, but, but that was it. Like I would have played a whole lot more social and we've had so many people reach out. We had someone reach out um, last year who just lives in a very small area, um, you know, somewhere in the Midwest. And he was like, we don't have enough tennis in our area. What do I do? And I said, start new programs, but these are the types of programs, the social programs. You don't have to play USTA league. You know, if you don't want to, you don't have to just play tournaments because those are very competitive, but people literally want to just be out hitting a tennis ball with other people and having more opportunities to play. And these are the types of programs that are perfect for that. Yeah, we uh, in Durham, we had another program called Pen Pals. And again, it's for those people who just want to hit. So we put them with like level players and they get out and have a match on a weekend, uh, Saturday morning. It's just, it's non-competitive. It's very friendly. Uh, and that's how teams are formed. People get to know one another. They like their hitting style. Hey, maybe we should hit sometime. 
so that's how the teams are formed and, and friendships are, 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 are formed. I can't tell you how many friends I've made through tennis. I mean, some of my best friends I've made through tennis. So tell us um, the best advice you've ever received. I know that's a tough question, but we like tough questions sometimes. Well, um, I was fortunate enough to be a part of USDA's first class of CTA leadership development program. And um, this was an incredible program that they provided us. It was six months long. Um, and I was selected part of Southern uh, to be a part of it. It was Southern Texas and Northern Cal that were uh, all participating in this program. There was probably 16, 18 of us. And we got to meet, you know, the vice president of marketing of Universal Studios or Orlando and the uh, ex-president of Burger King and Pepsi and and it's interesting, they all had the same theme and it was just sort of mind blowing to me. You can't please everyone. And I think when you are running a CTA and you're trying to come up with new ideas and, you know, people want to play false singles. Well, not everybody wants to play false singles. And <laughs> people want to do this. Well, not everybody wants. So you can't please everyone. And that to me hit home, really hit home to me. Because I think I always try to please. Yes. We're all pleasers, I'm sure. Yes. Yes. And people disagree with you, and that's okay. We did oh, a sand yes. we did a sandbagging episode that was um pretty popular. And a lot of people agreed with us, but a lot of people did not, where yeah. we had a suggestion for a new role. People did not agree with us. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but yeah. it was good. It started a conversation, people pushed back. We agreed with some and we were like, nope, we're still right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I am 100% kidding. But it was good to get a lot of people that contacted us about it. People are passionate about Tennis. Sand, sandbagging. And sandbagging. <laughs> They're passionate about sandbagging. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> so Kim, since you are you have played, can you tell us your most memorable moment on the court so far? I think it was my first match as a 2-5. And I went out to the court and my opponent was a short elderly woman who just uh, mentioned to me that she just had a double hip replacement. So I'm going, yes, first match. Oh, I'm going to be out of here in time to watch Matlock. I mean, this is going to be great. So yeah, it didn't happen. So yeah. well. it was uh, two bagels. But you'll See? never, my, you'll never forget it though. Well, yeah, and yeah. as I'm helping her off the court and back to her car, which is parked in the handicap spot, <laughs> just like <laughs> that funny. to me was my most memorable that you just don't underestimate your opponent i had a friend who played against uh somebody with one arm wow and he beat him mm -hmm. yep and you know again you just you just can't I just can't you can't that's, judge a book by its cover. <laughs> never. That's why we play sports too, because on any given day, anybody could win. That's Does right. not matter. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So being in a fifty-five plus league and just being a newbie in the fifty-five plus league, it's sort of like, oh yeah, I got that. Nope. No, you don't. You don't got this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And get 
Kim, I see in the background, we see your dog. Can you tell the story about how you got your dog? We were talking about this before this started. Well, uh, he was abandoned on uh, Durham courts, uh, locked inside the tennis courts. So um, I was running my pen pals league and saw this puppy. And I said, oh my goodness, I can't believe this. So I took him in, gave him water, uh, went around the neighborhood knocking on doors. Do you recognize this dog? Does anybody recognize this dog? Nobody recognized the dog. Handed out business cards. If you see any posters in your neighborhood of lost dog, call me. Nothing. Went to the hospital. Uh, he was just to see if he was chipped. No chip. Covered in fleas and ticks and malnourished. So now he's our dog and his name is Fiffin. And he is named after my mom because when she was young, her name was Carolyn Griffin, and she couldn't say her name. She would say, my name is Terilyn Fiffin. So the dog is named after my mother, Fiffin. That's cute. <laughs> See, on a tennis court, you gain friends and best friends. <laughs> dog right. best friends. That's right, Erin. Yeah. That's right. Furry Any, companions. That's anything right. Anything can happen. Yes. That's right. There should be a furry companion locker. Right? Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> Thanks very much to Kim for coming on the podcast. If you live in the Raleigh area, there's a really important tournament coming up called the Cy King Tournament. It will be the first and second week in June and will include a pro-am fundraiser, adult doubles and mixed and juniors. So we hope you sign up and we've included more information about it in our show notes. Also, if you are aware of any other tennis lending locker programs, please let us know. You can message us on our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon.